us more. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dream Big Podcast with Bob Goff and friends. I am your host, Scott Schimmel, and I am here to introduce you to a fantastic conversation that Bob has with his friend, Craig Groeschel. Now, if you're involved in church leadership, you know all about Craig. If you're not, you probably know about Craig. You just don't know his name. You've probably on your iPhone downloaded this app called the Bible app. Craig is the inspiration and the man behind that. He founded that years and years ago, 450 million downloads. And you'll get to hear about it in their conversation because what they kind of zoom in on in their discussion is around having a really, really, really big ambition and what it requires, particularly around the idea of persistence. So if you think about in your life, is there an ambition that is just beyond you? I mean, it's it's the kind of ambition that will take decades and a wing and a prayer. <laughs> it's something so extraordinarily huge. And maybe you take a step back and listen into Bob and Craig talk about a big ambition in Craig's life and reflect on yours. Where are you needing more persistence? Where are you needing to dig in and deal with the underlying stuff that we've all got as we face the resistance to extraordinary dreams that we have? So listen up, listen in to Bob and Craig Rochelle. Craig, it is good to see you. I'm looking at your face on Zoom and it just warms my heart. Good to see you. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, Bob, I'm fantastic. And I've been looking forward to catching up with you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's been a little while since we were together. The last time I was with you back there, I uh, there was like a breath mint or something. I always like grab one because I just don't want to hit, like knock over a water buffalo at 50 yards. So I grabbed this little breath mint, whatever it was, and I, I had it and it tasted so good. I think I mentioned to somebody, I go like, that is like the best breath mint. I think you sent me a, a car full of these breath mints. Uh, we're still having them. We still got them at the office. They're awesome. We're just trying to learn from you. So if uh, if I came to your place and liked a breath mint, you would probably send me 18 truckloads <laughs> of breath mints. <laughs> so we're, we're trying to learn the Bob Golf way, man. One of the things that we talk about at this Dream Big podcast is ambitions. And sometimes you see that through an example. I'm thinking about a buddy of mine in back in Washington, D.C., uh, and he, he's just passed this past year or two. Um, but anytime you said there was something of his you liked, he gave it to you. Isn't that crazy? So it was literally it was the uh, speaker of the uh, Senate, the chaplain, uh, had was going to retire after decades, and he walked into the office. I happened to be with him at the time, and and he said, "I want you to have my watch." And he gave my his watch to this friend of mine, and uh, and they had a great conversation. He left, and I was still sitting off on the side. Another guy walked in. I'm not kidding. The first thing he said, "That's a nice watch." And so, but uh, my friend took the watch off. Didn't say whose it was. He said, "I want you to have this." Wow! It was just beautiful. He let things glide between his fingers. What his ambition was uh, was to keep his eyes fixed on Jesus mm-hmm. and to not let anything get in the way. And so, when I think of our friendship, I, I see a guy whose eyes are fixed on Jesus. Uh, you want to lead with love, but you're a strong leader. And so that means having some things to say. For the for the three people that don't know you, give us a little bit about who you are and how you ended up leading Life Church. 
Well, Bob, I, um, I came to faith in, uh, in college when I was, uh, my life was kind of falling apart. And uh, a gentleman from the Gideon's organization gave me a free Bible. And, and reading the Bible, it changed my life. And it was, was really weird. And I don't have any clue why. I was a tennis player. I was a business major. But right after I gave my life to Christ, I just felt like I was called to be a pastor. I didn't have a pastor who was a hero, didn't even have a church home. I just felt like that, that's what I was called to do. And so I served for five years with, uh, with my pastor who just recently went to heaven. And, uh, and then in uh, 1996, started with about 40 people, started Life Church. And we uh, just celebrated our 25-year anniversary uh, and um, now have six kids. Three of them are married. And we have, yeah. by the time this airs, we should be at grandkid number four. We've got three oh. and one more coming that should be here by the time this one's live. Oh, I'm uh, so wonderfully envious. I, I'm telling you, that has been my ambition since junior high school to be a grandparent. And that <laughs> I hadn't even gone out on a date, but <laughs> I saw the way that my grandparents treated me. And I thought that's my ambition. I want to be like that. There's millions of people right now who would say, I want Bob Goff to be my granddad right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one. We're, you don't, don't even need to them. <laughs> apply. I'm just in. I'm a lawyer. I'll take care of all the handiwork and paperwork. So tell me about this, Craig. You've had ambitions in your life, things that uh, happened. One thing led to another. One thing was uh, somebody giving you a Bible like a long, long time ago. Take us from there to, you know, what you've got the biggest Bible app on earth, I think. But well, take you, us about that. You had, it starts small. It starts with one step. Take us through that ambition. Yeah. I mean, you, you've modeled so well and inspired so many people to dream big. And, uh, so it, I, I grew up going to church some, but I didn't have a clue about scripture. It was just really the oddest thing. We just, it kind of never engaged with me. And so from the very beginning of starting life church, we just really we didn't have the language back then we'd use now. Now we'd say we're trying to eradicate Bible poverty. But then what we were trying to do is just trying to get people to engage in Scripture any, any way we could. Uh, and in, um, once you know, we started kind of pre-internet um, days and pre-the big te uh, technology boom as we know it today, and so in the early years when we recognized what was available online, what we wanted to try to do, Bob, was create, we, we called it uversion.com. It was just a website. It was kind of like a combination between, if you could imagine, Facebook, YouTube, and the Bible, where we wanted people to create content that they would then engage uh, in, in community around Scripture. And so it wouldn't be you just read the Bible, but you maybe create content and others would engage with it. And it, it failed miserably. Like, it, it really failed. We put a lot of money behind it massive project. We had all these aggressive projections and we were bragging on it. it was going to change the world. And it, and our team didn't even use it. It was such a big flop. <laughs> That's awesome. And if you're listening now, uh, find a wide spot in the road. And if you're expecting this, everything is going to go from like, everything went great. And then everything went greater, man, that is just not your life. And it's not mine. And Craig, I love that. It's not yours. What did you do next? You didn't bail. You didn't say, well, you know, God must not want me to, and then fill in the blank. What you did is you, you just resolved to continue to move forward. 
We, we regrouped, and th this is you know part of the. You're absolutely right. Anything that we've done that has made a big impact had lots of either many failures or major failures along the way, and this was one of the many different failures we had. It just the Uversion website just didn't work. It, no, no one engaged in it. And so right when we were considering regrouping and coming up with a different plan, a guy on my staff named Bobby Grunewald, who's just you know one of my best friends in the world and, and, and a genius, came in and said, hey, Apple is going to release apps soon. And this, you got to go back in time where we were all, I kind of was like, now what exactly is an app? I've read about it, but I'm not really sure what it is. And so he kind of described what it was. And he said, what if we took the work that we did on this Uversion website and tried to build an app and release it the first day apps come out. And so we went around our staff, we had a really small staff then, Bob, and we asked, does anybody know how to build an app? We had a part-time 19-year-old <laughs> kid who's, who was really brilliant. He said, how hard could it be? Yeah. So he, he, <laughs> he built a uh, rudimentary app. And on the first day when Apple released apps, we released the Uversion Bible app. And by that Sunday, we hadn't even thought to check and see how it was performing. We just released it and thought no one would notice. We looked and uh, we had over 81,000 people downloaded in just the first three days. So on Monday, that part-time 19-year-old had a full-time job. And that was the beginning of what has become a really special story. Yeah. How many people, I'm just curious right now, have downloaded that app? We will we'll hit about 450 million who downloaded the free Uversion Bible app. And that's you know, growing by the thousands every, every, every few minutes. One of the things that this isn't a story about success, it's a story of persistence. It's a story of knowing why you're doing what you're doing. And I know you have a, a book that's going to come out as well, uh, uh, the winning the war in your mind. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I know among the things you talk about is how you just kind of, I think of it as carving a new groove in your brain. First, understanding yeah. what's going on and then uh, dealing with that. Uh, mm -hmm. You got to see it so you can understand it. So you can bring it to Jesus, because if you're bringing it to Jesus and you don't understand it, you could say, I don't understand, but here are all the pieces that I do understand. Right. Um, tell us about the book. Why'd you write that one? Yeah, th this book is probably the um, most personal reflection of the battle of my life, Bob. And, and so, you know, your, um, your joy is contagious, your vision is compelling, and uh it, people, people who don't know you will often ask me, hey, when you're up close to Bob, is he this way all the time? And my team would just tell you being up close to Bob is even better than being at a distance from Bob, that you're just you're oh. consistently that way. I'm kind of the opposite. <laughs> I, uh, my mind starts often with the negative. Uh, I often find myself afraid. I'm paralyzed with the fear of failure. I have a lot of self-doubts. And so the book, Winning the War in Your Mind, uh, the subtitle is Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life, is really a reflection of a massive multi-year journey that I've gone um, on and have had, honestly, with the help of God's Word and just a lot of work and counseling, I've had a, a massive amount of success in retraining my brain, or Scripture would say, you know, letting God's Word renew your mind. And I, I like what you said, I think, what, what was it, Carving New Grooves? Yeah, and, carve a new groove and yeah, then go Grand Canyon. Great way to say it. <laughs> and, you know, the uh, more the a technical term would be you're, you're creating new neural pathways. And what we know is, is um, you know, God's word is always true. And science, the, the, you know, the study of the mind really aligns with 
God's truth that the, the more you think a thought, the easier it is to think. And as a person thinks, uh, so he typically becomes. And so the book is really about how do you recognize any areas in your life where your thinking is, is toxic, is, um, is hurting you, is robbing you of being the person that God created you to be, is, is contrary to God's word. And then really kind of a deep dive into some scriptural exercises that over time can carve those new grooves, create some new neural pathways to change the way we think and therefore change the way we live and, and what's possible through our lives. Yeah, one of the things that I've noticed that people that have accomplished a lot is they have one ambition that builds on another ambition, expresses itself, and they're building on one another. So when you talk about ending Bible poverty, you would say, understand, like carve the new groove in your mind, fill your mind with scripture. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got an app that do that. And it isn't a sales or marketing thing. It's just saying one thing is connected to another. And so if you're listening to this podcast, you can think of your ambitions and can we connect or reconnect one to another to say how one thing serves another thing serves another thing. And your head's got to be on a swivel. Right. I think that's one of the things I've noticed about you. You're a kind of like a serial entrepreneur, but you're not in business to sell soap or something. What you're doing is you just want to touch lives and you'll think and you're going to pick the lock any way you can do it. Right. What do you do when you, uh, you say you sometimes can start with a more kind of the gray water. If I wake up at two in the morning, I've never thought life is awesome. <laughs> it's two in the morning. I usually think I got to go to the bathroom again. Yep. And I'm usually thinking that uh, about something that's gone kind of wonky or there's something that isn't right. Have you kind of trained your mind? Uh, can you just tell us about like the inner workings of Craig? What do you literally do to yes. get your mind firing in the right, right way? It's a, it, I do so much, it's kind of nerdy, but to keep it as, as simple as I can is, is I, I, you know, you tend to do first what matters most in life. Some people might uh, go to social media first or, you know, get their cup of coffee first or whatever. But um, symbolically, what I like to do first is, is go to my YouVersion Bible app. And I'm on probably my 20th year or so of going through the whole, whole Bible. And that's just, I, I need to start my mind with God's word. That, that's so important. And then during the day, um, what, what I tend to do, what I'm working really, really hard on is anytime I find myself about to complain about something, finding the negative, um, looking at something that's wrong, I just do what scripture teaches and I, and I capture that thought and say, no, I'm going to choose to think a different thought. And what I did, Bob, it's been, I've, I've taught on this for a few years, but it's the first time I put it in the book is... I went through and made some, some confessions or declarations that I say almost daily, and I could go over a few of those with you, but people, uh, people seem to really, really like this. These are a reflection of kind of my struggles. I'll, I'll yeah, just, go for it. Yeah, I want to hear them. Just give you a, a list. I, I'll, I'll start off and just say Jesus is first in my life. I exist to serve and glorify him. And then I go from there to my family and say, I love my wife. I'll lay down my life to serve her. And then my children, I'll raise my children to love God, to serve Him with their whole hearts. I'll nurture, equip, train, and empower them to do more for the kingdom than they ever thought possible. I love people and believe the best about them. That's inspired by Jesus and Bob Goff. Uh, I say this, <laughs> I'm, I'm disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than the wrong desires in me. It's super important. All these are, are rooted in Scripture. And like people will look on sometimes, they'll say, Craig, you're really disciplined. 
Actually, I'm incredibly undisciplined by nature. My nature is to be lazy, to eat whatever I want, but I'm declaring again and again, I am disciplined, but not of my own power, but it's Christ in me that's stronger than the wrong desires in me. I'm growing closer to, to Jesus every day because of Christ, my family is closer, my body is stronger, my faith is deeper, my leadership is sharper. And I go on and on. I develop leaders. That's not something I do. It's who I am. Uh, and there's a list of probably 20 or so of these. They're really a reflection of what I would say would be my, my unhealthy thoughts. And instead, what I'm doing is I'm declaring a version of God's truth that's very personal to me, and I'm renewing my mind. So now, if I find myself stuck on a message, I feel like I can't, um, I can't, hear from God. I can't hear, get a good message ready. No, I'm creative, innovative, driven, focused, and blessed beyond measure because the Spirit of God dwells within me. I declare it every day. And this is this creating those new, um, those new trenches or those new, um, uh, what would you call it? Yeah, the, new uh, groove. Yeah, the yeah. new grooves, the, the new yeah. Grand Canyons. Yeah, I love that. And these are declarations. And if you're listening, you can write these down too. You can say, hey, for me, this is what I declare to do. Don't wait for New Year's resolutions, uh, live a life with resolve. And so what I was hearing from you, Craig, yeah. is a life of resolve. If you're in the middle of something and you're listening and you're just feeling completely distracted by whatever it is, something that's going on that shouldn't be going on, I'm reminded it was, uh, I only had two speaking events that wouldn't let me cancel. <laughs> They said, you got to come. I'm like, ah. So I was a little creeped out about being on an airplane. So I'm a pilot. So I just rented one. I just had like this little uh, teeny airplane and I thought I can get over to Arizona and back. No sweat. And so coming back though, late at night, two of the instruments I actually kind of needed dropped out. (laughs) So they weren't working. So it was like a little bit of uh, a moment of pause, but I thought this is actually a moment where I can like learn. And I feel like uh, everything in life feels like a metaphor or parable. And so what I did, one of the instruments that did work is the the, uh, instrument that tells you if your wings are level. And so I just leveled the wings and then I climbed. I just, from the, for the next hour and a half with level wings, I climbed until I could see the glow of San Diego. So the compass worked, the, the wings worked, <laughs> and I just looked for the glow. And so uh, I, I didn't have any warning that it was going to happen and stuff happens in your life and in mine. And so I just find a lot of comfort in this idea of kind of something that happened and what did I do next? Level the wings gain some altitude. But then on top of that, to find some scripture, like I'm a big scripture guy. I'm writing books for the guy that works at the tire store. So I don't put a lot of Bible verses that he doesn't believe in just yet. Um, But to say things that are true, but my version of every book I write, every sentence, just like, like loaded with the scriptures that show that that's true. Just in case Jesus comes back to check my work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I might have it wrong, but I'm like, I tried uh, because I want to do what Paul said to check everything against scripture. And so if you're listening when you're carving the new groove, just check some of these ideas. Don't just make a declaration, but say, why does that square with scripture? Yeah, that's so good. And that's what we, we teach people to do that in the book of, of how to identify where you need to make some changes in your thinking and then scripture that really um, will, will root your new truth and then how to write a declaration. And, and what's interesting is you feel kind of like a fake saying it when it's not really true yet. But when you say it over and over and over again, you're putting truth in your mind. And, and I, I like your illustration of 
looking at the instruments that are working and just in, in anything big that anyone accomplishes, you know, we didn't plan to have the Uversion Bible app on 450 million devices. That was not even, wasn't even uh, on the registry of something that was possible, but we just tried to do the next right thing. And, and so often people get paralyzed with a big project and I tell them just to take whatever the next step is, whatever the next right step is, take it. And even if things don't go the way you, you hope they will, they often don't. That's often when you learn the most is when you make a mistake or when you uh, have a setback. And it's amazing how God is big enough and gracious enough to use even our failures to do something in us or maybe help us see something we wouldn't have seen otherwise. Yeah, and to increase our empathy, to just uh, increase our awareness. Uh, it's a reading the room, not just uh, in uh, the, the office place or in a church gathering, but uh, even in, uh, you may track with this, we bought a place uh, that we've been fixing up called the Oaks. And so our recent addition are Highland cattle. And these are like little Ewoks. They're like three feet tall and they they just look like a cartoon. They're like, they've got bangs over their eyes and you just want to put them in the overhead and take them with you. Um, but these Ewoks uh, don't want to be led. <laughs> I'm like, I know the feeling. So yesterday was the uh, day to introduce them to the idea of a halter. And so getting the halter on the little Ewok cow was not going well. They look really nice until you try to put a halter on them. And oh my gosh, <laughs> it was pretty crazy what was happening. I was kicking, they were kicking, everybody's kicking. But one of the things that if I want to control the cow, I got to get the halter on the head. And one of the things that I think uh, I took away from reading your manuscript is I want to like control where the head's looking and actually yeah. like where the eye, where the eyes look, the head will look where the head looks, the body goes, uh, okay. where the body goes is where your legacy lies. Like, that's it. Like, so what did you see? What did you turn your head towards? Uh, what, where were you be willing to be led and where weren't you? Talk to that a little bit uh, because you spend a little bit of time about what you're looking at, where your head goes. Yeah, well, first of all, I love following your stories on social media and uh, you're like the only guy I know that can make a sermon out of an Ewok. And so, <laughs> but you, 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 you managed to do it. And uh, yeah, so I, I would say, you know, if people slow down and think about it, your life is almost always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts that what you, you know, where your mind goes, your body seems to follow. And so if you, uh, if you find yourself thinking self-defeating thoughts, if you find yourself critical of others all the time, if you talk yourself out of, you know, God could never use me, uh, God doesn't really love me, then, then your life, tend, it's almost like you become, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that's why, like, like you just said, you want to get your, your mind focused in the right direction I love Isaiah 26 that just says that you'll be kept in perfect peace whose mind is fixed on God. And that's what I want to try to do is I don't want God to be an afterthought in my life. And for so many years, he has been. I don't want him to be an add-on. I want him to be the, the main driving force that I'm, I'm going to try, you know, as Paul said in, uh, in the New Testament, to fix your mind on things that are pure, fix your mind on things that are lovely. If if something's admirable or exworthy, uh, is praiseworthy, uh, think on such things, and then the God of peace will be with you. And so that's really what I've done. And, and it, it just, it's, you know, I'm a preacher, and so it sounds like a preacher sermon, but it's not. It's a life-changing discipline to let your mind 
move in a direction that's consistent with God's truth. And then you, you, you really do start to think in a different way. And, you know, I've, I've just seen this in you uh, when just when we interact and when you're here, you know, you've been in our, our church many times interacting with people that loving is not something that you have to work up. It's a, it's a fruit of the spirit that's in your life. It's really, really natural. And, um, and we probably should say supernatural, but it doesn't come from a mind that's thinking thoughts contrary to God's word. It's, um, it's an overflow of what's in your mind and in your heart. And, and that's what I want to be. I want to be, um, I want to be so full of what's honoring to God that it, um, that it directs my mind and that therefore directs my life. Yeah, I'm thinking about uh, the person that's listening, that's feeling just a little untethered, that's been, there's some stuff, you're, maybe you're driving the car and you're looking in the rearview mirror at some of the stuff behind you. Yeah. And uh, I just want you to just look at that rearview mirror and say, that's for combing your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I want you looking backwards because it's making a lousy driver. You probably rear in me. Um, but what I want you to do is to look forward and say, God's got a bright future for you. And what we need to do is understand what were some of the things that were causing us to do what we're doing. So if you battle with loneliness, uh, to say, what were the things that caused you to do the things you're doing? Uh, I'm not saying camp out there, but let's go back to the, the, uh, that little chalk outline, which was uh, something that went awry. And like, let's stand over for a moment and to say, okay, so this is what I can understand about that. And then to bring it to Jesus, this idea of making a request known to God. But this is a God who says, I already know before you make the request. And I think uh, what I take from that is we need to see it ourselves so we can say, I, I know what I'm requesting because he already knows. I'm just the guy that doesn't know. So here's what I'm lifting up. Here's the shards. Here's the bits and pieces I understand in my character, my flaws. I get, um, I have a huge fear of rejection. Would you pick up on that right away, Craig? Like the first time we met, yeah, like the never. happy guy. Yeah, I never would. Isn't Probably that crazy? Years. Yeah. Yeah. So we have like these, there's this outward version of us that everybody knows, but inwardly you'd go like, oh, I'm going to be rejected. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? So if you're listening to this podcast and you can identify this, man, don't just settle for a happy thing from Bob or Craig, because we are fallible leaders, but center yourselves, kind of get centered again. And if faith is important to you, uh, find some scriptures that just uh, speak a little bit of truth in your life. I yeah. just think that's uh, we've got an awfully mean horse. I hate to speak ill of people, but I'll speak ill of horses. Uh, this one horse is called Silver. And oh, it's just mean as a rattlesnake. So we're trying to educate Silver. And so what we do is we have another horse that we uh, ride Silver with. So Silver is tied me on the top and Silver and me tied to the other big horse <laughs> with somebody else really steady on that. Find a friend. That's a long way of saying, find a friend. Don't go it alone. If you're dealing with rejection or loneliness or confusion, find a buddy who has their eyes fixed on Jesus as well. And they can go. Uh, Tell me among the people, who do you look to? Like, who's your go-to? You got your wife and your kids. You've got some people in your life. Give us an example of that. Who's the big horse that you just go to to say, help me settle down right now until I kind of settle into who God says I am. 
Yeah. So uh, at the top of the list, of course, my wife is, she's my prayer partner, although she's hard to pray with because she likes to pray for a really long time. I always joke with her that her, her warmups are like longer than my intercessory prayer times. But, yes. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, Bob, I've got a, um, there's a couple friends that we've been in their small group for, uh, you know, for decades, um, Mike and Diane, and they're just, he's a little bit older than me, but treats me like a son. And it's really fun to see people who have just journeyed with Jesus a little bit longer. And uh, they, you know, to watch him have some more failures and overcome the failures uh, and, and just have great advice. And, and then there's, you know, distant mentors of, you know, people like you, anytime you write anything or put any kind of content out, I want to absorb it because I, I want to be more like you. I want to have the same kind of attitude toward, um, to, toward other people. And then I'm just surrounded by great people. I told you about Bobby, who created the Uversion Bible app, and we're yeah. we're going to go work out together. And that's not only is that a fun time uh, physically, where we go throw weights around and act like we're still 20, but uh, it's just it's a it's a fun spiritual time and just relational to have to have someone who's smarter than I am, way like way smarter, and um, and then push each other to to be better. It's 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 a special friendship. So good. Well, we're going to lay in the plane there. I, I'm just so grateful uh, for our friendship. Can I just say uh, in front of all the people that are listening, I just admire uh, your tenacity and your uh, courage, your your singular focus, and then your vulnerability to just talk about how this is the way I wish it was. This is the way it is, but I've got my eyes fixed on the prize. I know the direction I move in. So that has really been powerful in my life. And just thanks for being my friend. You're more than the guy that I still want to come visit you and um, see what you're building and give you a hug again. We can do that soon. Come on. We're going to do that sooner than you think. And uh, we'll put you on silver. We'll, we'll yeah, tie you know, two Ewoks so ed- to it. Educate, educate Silver first and put two Ewoks <laughs> on both sides, and I'll be ready. <laughs> All right, buddy. I love you. I love you too. Thanks, Bob. So for me, what stuck out in that conversation is the real authentic disclosure that Craig gives us about his battle with anxiety and insecurity and fear. And I was surprised listening on that because Craig's a guy that I've listened to read his books, <laughs> I know about, even listen to the conversation, he just comes across as incredibly competent, poised, thoughtful. And I just always love hearing people like that actually share in an authentic, vulnerable way that, yeah, they, they battle with the same big questions that I face. Do I have what it takes? Am I doing this right? Is anybody going to find out that I have no idea what I'm doing? Those big, deep questions. And I love how he gives us a roadmap, a very practical roadmap for digging in, particularly through scripture, that we might be able to reframe our minds, to rewire our brains so that the thoughts that come out are positive and good and thoughtful and true. So what are you going to do with this episode? What are you going to do with this conversation? What commitment are you going to make? A small commitment that might have some big consequences in your life to reshape your brain, to redo how you're thinking. That's what we're leaving you with today. Can't wait to see you and be in your life next week through a new episode of the Dream Big Podcast with Bob Goff and friends. Well, happy new year, everybody from the Dream Big team. And if you don't know what that means, it means this, 2020 is over. It's a new year. You made it. We all made it. And no matter what happened in your life, this year is a new opportunity for you and the big dreams that you're holding on to. So this year, here's an opportunity. Let Bob Goff be your guide. 
as he walks through every single week a new teaching video and some content and curriculum to help you grow. It's called Bob Weekly. It just launched and we'd love to invite you to sign up today. Go to bobgoff.com slash weekly to learn more and get started. It's only $8.99 a month. Now's the time. New year, new you, new Bob. Bob.